My name is John Machada, and this is Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. Let me put my microphone here. Yeah, a little change up. Um, you get a twofer, or a threefer, or a two, two-ish, two and a half, whatever. By the sound of that song, you know that this is a continuation of the Protocol series, and tonight we're breaking down... Protocol number 19. It's nice and short. It's like a page. So, um, yeah. Why not? Right? Um, so let's get to it. Protocol number 19. Uh, let's see. It's one, two, three, four paragraphs. That's it. Paragraph one. If we do not permit any independent dabbling in the political, we shall, on the other hand, encourage every kind of report or petition with proposals for the government to examine into all kinds of projects for the amelioration of the condition of the people. This will reveal to us the defects, or else the fantasies, of our subjects, to which we shall respond either by accomplishing them or by a wise rebutment to prove the short-sightedness of one who judges wrongly. So... Oh, and by the way, protocol number 19 is called Rulers and People. Yeah, anyway. Um, paragraph 1, uh, basically saying, if they don't allow for individuals to rise to power in politics or government, excuse me, on their own, it'll cause the people to call on them, the Illuminati, uh, to make things better. Um, it will, in turn, uh, give the Illuminati a list of defects, um, or quote-unquote defects, or quote-unquote false fantasies, um, of the people. So, you'll have, I guess, kind of like special interest groups, you know, or maybe that's what they're talking about, um, maybe to more of a, a larger degree, um, but it does, it's, it's almost like a, a double-edged sword, only in a helping way to them. That, like they said, it'll show our defects, and this is the, in their viewpoint, um, or what they call the false our false fantasies, which is basically what we, uh, like, uh, like welfare, right? Um, that this thing where the government takes care of us, will make things better when in turn it actually makes things far worse um and to that effect um they will uh either fix these things these uh defects or these things that we're calling on them to uh as they see fit or uh they will argue these points away basically Paragraph number two, sedition mongering is nothing more than the yapping of a lapdog at an elephant. For a government well organized, not from the police, but from the public point of view, the lapdog yaps at the elephant an entire unconsciousness of its strength and importance. 
it needs no more than to take a good example to show the relative importance of both and the lapdogs will cease to yap and will wag their tails the moment they set eyes on the elephant or on an elephant. Which maybe, I don't know, maybe I might have broke it down not as correctly in here, but let's see. Um, I think that this is saying that uh, protests to them are pointless uh, and that it does nothing. They've got all the power. What is your pro? What are, what are our pro protests going to do? I mean, given um, they've only talked about <laughs> through a couple of different prior uh, protocols how you can't even let just one individual think differently. Excuse me, or get away with um, spreading positive ideas of individualism. Um, but they're trying to say here, and this is this is when I talk about. Things like the Illuminati, um, what's so important to point out is that they are not in total power. And it's it's something called a, a pertinent negative. It's seeing what isn't there and, and seeing how important it is. Like if you walked up on a body um, of, a, of a deceased person and you looked them over and you saw um, a wound that looks like a knife, but there's no knife. It doesn't look like a gunshot. It doesn't look like a, um, I don't know, a spear went through it or, or a cannonball went through them. Um, you know, the pertinent negative is that there's no knife. There's something here that's not here. Um, that's the pertinent negative. So uh, much in the same case. Uh, if they have uh, the majority's opinion, then the the small protests uh, or protesters are looked over is what they're saying also in this paragraph. Um, a good example of themselves will cause the protester to cease. Um, it may be uh, uh, maybe more of in in like a show of force or intimidation, um, which it is kind of intimidation as we go into this third paragraph. Uh, in order to destroy the prestige of heroism. For political crime, we shall send it for trial in the category of thieving, murder, and every kind of abominable and filthy crime. Public opinion will then confuse in its conception this category of crime with the disgrace attaching to every other and will brand it with the same contempt. So, <laughs> as they were saying at the end of paragraph two, uh, they'll just falsely accuse the quote-unquote heroic uh, protester or protesters, right? These people that come out to protest um, for something actually beneficial for people. Not the bullshit BLM, but um, somebody who's protesting on the side of free speech. Um, they'll just falsely accuse them of something, which is the Illuminati's modus operandi, um, you know, to destroy the reputation in which the public will no longer support. And then there goes the protest, or at least the um, crowd of protesters. And it's important to note that the Illuminati's other uh, part of their uh, modus operandi is not only to falsely accuse people of something to ruin their reputation, but usually they really like pedophilia because they are pedophiles. And they know that the rest of the public um, has a real issue, issue with that. And then they will just allow for the rumor to do its job 
and the public will turn against the protester, as I just said. And that's important. Um, we know how rumors travel. What's the saying? A lie will travel around the earth twice before the truth gets its pants on. Um, I think I heard this out of Alex Jones the other day, or him him say the sentiment, um, or say it. And uh, I liked how he put it, which is, uh, a lie will travel around the earth twice until the truth puts its pants on, but once it gets its pants on, it kicks the shit out of the lie. <laughs> uh, I like that. I like that idea. I'm really enjoying Alex lately. He's uh, doing quite a good job. Um, but sadly, uh, I just thought about David Knight and uh, Jakari Jackson. And um, as I said before, I think, uh, man, what's his name? The army guy, the military guy. Oh, excuse me. He was on um, Censored. I, I haven't been watching too much, Gavin. I've been watching him here and there, a couple of clips and whatnot on YouTube. Um, oh, shit, his name keeps running through my mind. But anyway, I was thinking about those guys the other day. And uh, it's sad they're not there anymore because uh, those are the guys I grew up with. Anyway, I shouldn't say grew up with. It's it's the guys that um, I watched through, you know, the heyday of, of uh, conspiracy research and shit like that. So uh, paragraph four. We have done our best, and I hope we have succeeded to obtain that the goyim should not arrive at this means of contending with sedition. It was for this reason that through the press and in speeches and directly and cleverly compiled school books on history, we have advertised the martyrdom alleged to have been accepted by sedition mongers for the idea of the commonweal. This advertisement has increased the contingent of liberals and has brought thousands of goyim into the ranks of our livestock cattle. Now, I'm kind of all over the place with this breakdown, but um, I'll try and, and piece together as I go through it. Uh, they, the Illuminati, believe at this point that they have done enough to prevent us um, from being seditious. Uh, which is to say rebellious, if you don't know what sedition is, rebellious or protesting. What's funny is, as I was double-checking on my definition of sedition, uh, I don't know why. So this is a, a new computer. And um, I tried to put my main page as DuckDuckGo, but for some reason when I try to type in um, the search bar at the top, uh, it goes to Google. <sighs> Excuse me. I've been up quite early. Um... <laughs> uh, as you have the results, like just typing in sedition, it'll it'll come up with a, a quick definition. It's a noun, conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of a state or monarch. Um, <laughs> to the right, uh, which in a way totally um, undermines the the liberal leftists' argument that um, the stars and bars. Um, the Southern uh, flag. I can never remember. I always, I've always called it the Rebel flag. What is it? The uh, Gadsden flag? Is what it is? No, the Gadsden flag is. It's the Stars and Bars. For fuck's sake! It's the one on the uh, the Duke boys' car. Um, and he, <laughs> it's got images of some dude. Is he in the Capitol? With with the uh, the Rebel flag? <laughs> now I've got no problem with the Rebel flag. Um. 
you know, were were there slave owners and all that other shit, all that other jazz that held up the the flag or you know created or whatever. I don't. Um, it was a whole. I don't want to say collusion. It was a whole group, right? Some of which were certainly racist and certainly slaveholders, um, and others that were fighting. Uh, I've tried to make the point before, and I'll continue to do it that the South, the the Civil War was not over slavery. Uh, I'm sorry, it was not started over slavery. Uh, slavery came into it, but the Civil War was because the South was sick and tired of being taxed by the North and being ran by the North and decided to secede. And it wasn't traitor. It wasn't, tre it wasn't treason. Traitor. It wasn't treason. Um, and it was uh, much like today, uh, even though you see the, um, the fucking phony left who who makes such a, a big deal about, it. well, it, it's when you don't have God, <laughs> what do you make God? The government, right? And so their, their, uh, their buildings and their, their structure is, is holy. Anyway, I'm getting too far into it. Um, but what's funny is the, uh, the, the pictures of their examples of sedition is just a dude holding a, a rebel flag, <laughs> which undermines, um, because in the in this definition over here, it's sedition is overt conduct, conduct such as speech, an organization that tends toward the rebellion against the established order, which goes to argue that the flag is a rebel flag, not a pro-slavery or, you know, whatever the, the left calls it. It's a rebel flag. It's what I always grew up understanding it as. It's a rebel flag. So anyway, um, did I finish that? I didn't finish it. Uh, I'll just start over. We have done our best, and I hope we have succeeded to obtain that the Goyim should not arrive at this means of contending with sedition. It was for this reason that through the press and in speeches, indirectly, and cleverly compiled school books and history, we have advertised the martyrdom alleged to have been accepted by sedition mongers for the idea of the commonweal. I did read this. This advertisement has increased the contingent of liberals as has brought thousands of goyim into the ranks of our livestock cattle. I was going to reread that anyway um, because of how fucking important it is, what I just read. Um, <laughs> it's late, dude. Uh, let's see. They believe at this point that they have done enough to prevent us from being seditious, which is rebellious and, um, protesting. That's where I was going. But, um, I don't know if, like, what the word is here, if they admit or if they claim or if they predict. I think more so it's probably that they plan here, um, because this, as I said, was 120 years ago. Um, but this was their plan is to get to this point, excuse me, as, certain, as certainly as they have taught or, or talked about prior and protocols prior, uh, that through the press and in speeches, which is what they said here, um, and then also stating indirectly. So it's almost like um, doing it in such a way that you know how like they say that you can control speech um, and that or, or a, a method of that or a strategy of that is to have somebody believe that they came up with the idea. You see what I mean? Like that's where I feel like they're they're kind of leaning with what they're saying here. Um, 
but also they admit here that and and, and this is what i'm talking about in terms of their plan quote in cleverly compiled school books on history what have i been talking about for the longest time i used to work um uh buying and selling um uh, school supplies and and textbooks uh most specifically and um all of the shit that i had i had talked to different <clears throat> um professors at different colleges and universities um and and authors on it within authors of you know whatever bits and pieces of whatever textbooks and understanding that through all of that through the through the the what's it called the groundwork footwork walking whatever um and understanding also in, in my research that the left has absolutely had total control over uh, academia and the textbooks themselves. And it's saying it right here, quote unquote, in cleverly compiled school books on history. Textbooks, that's what we're talking about. They're admitting it here 120 years ago, what I've been saying for the past few years. Um, and then go on, created a narrative that a narrative. Oh, so they're basically saying here that they created a narrative that, uh, the rebellions, um, end is martyrs. So that's the story, right? That's the, oh, fuck, man. I wish I could think of better ways of describing things. It's like a poetic tragedy, right? That's what makes stories sometimes so intriguing i talked about it with game of thrones what made game of thrones so um good for people to watch was because of the tragedy i mean if you think about it the stark family it, i was saying it as you know kind of a joke but also obviously quite seriously the starks were the most unlucky family in any tv show for fucking seasons on end ned stark getting his fucking head cut off you know what i mean the whole family getting split up the mom and the, the oldest brother and the, you know, uh, the fucking Red Wedding. Holy shit. But you kept watching it. Even though, like, each time that somebody, that you, th because, you know, we've watched so many movies and TV shows where the good guy is supposed to win. Well, you're watching this show where the good guy is getting fucking ass raped. <laughs> and it's not fun. You don't like it. You want to see somebody come and, and, and avenge them, you know. Um, what makes it even worse because you can at least, I mean, it's almost like watching the, the Matrix, you know, the first Matrix. Phenomenal. You give a pass to the second Matrix because it's the second Matrix and the third one's going to, you know, it's not as good and you understand it's not going to be as good. But the third one is going to put a nice little end cap on this fantastic story, but in turn made it so bad that you never, you, you don't even want to include it in the Matrix storyline. Like you just want to settle on the first Matrix. At least that's how I am. Um, same with, uh, Game of Thrones. You just throw out that last season. Season eight was terrible. It ruined the entire fucking story. Of course, that's how it, that's how stories go. Um, and I know I'm getting into, I'm getting fucking branching out so far away from this. But what they're saying here is that, that you know, they, they are essentially creating that, that narrative that 
uh, tragedy narrative, but in a poetic way, um, in order to um, control that mindset to it, right? Created a narrative that that rebellions end as martyrs, and that it has been indoctrinated into the children as well as the rest of society as acceptable, um, or or I'm sorry, not as acceptable, but uh, and accepted is what I should say. And then they also say here that uh, through this, um, or this has uh, led thousands, um, this is 120 years ago, so what's the, the rate of inflation? Hundreds of thousands, millions um, of us into the ranks of their livestock cattle, quote unquote, ranks of their livestock cattle, which is to say sheep, um, which is to say, you know, they're talking about academia here, you know, um, the ranks of their livestock cattle. Look at the professors. Now, I've, as I just got done talking about how I had worked um, in the tech, in, in the, uh, the the school uh, um, supplies industry, uh, I think I did that for four four years, four or five years, something like that. Um, I've talked to professors that were petrified to ever come out and say that they're conservative or had voted for Trump or whatever. Um, I know I've talked about it on this podcast, what, years ago when I would talk to these guys and I'd sit there and, and be able to bullshit with them. And, and they'd always tell me, dude, I, I, I cannot come out. Like if I do, I'll be ostracized. I'll be fucking, I'll lose my job. I'll lose everything. They'll do something to me. I know that they will. And this was time in and time out. I met maybe two I don't know, two, maybe three professors that weren't scared of it. And that was as of right then and there. And one of them was uh, a guy that uh, came over from Canada. Um, he had moved here from Canada. And, and uh, every time I came in, you know, me and him would sit and talk for a while. But, um, you know, and I congratulated him. It was a it was a cool uh, talk with him that he had became an American citizen because he saw the writing on the wall what was going on over there. And he was pretty outspoken over here, and I'd say amongst the faculty, he got a bit of a pass because he was from Canada, so he was, to them, seen as an immigrant, right? So he kind of had that that pass with them. Um, but, yeah, they don't, they, they, uh, they don't deal well with um, people not in lockstep with them. And these are the people, these ones that don't deal well, don't don't deal well with you know, people not locked up with them. These are what they're talking about here. Um, these are those who have been led uh, into the quote unquote ranks of their livestock cattle. They're just doing the work that that uh, the Illuminati um, want for them to do. These are the true sheep that will fucking do whatever they're told. Um, that's a part of the, the narrative. I was just thinking today uh, about that as I was cutting my lawn, just thinking of like back in the day, like how how did they how did they rationalize it? How did they measure all this up? How do they level it up in the sense that like you have if you remember back in the day, rage against the machine. You're the machine, you fuckers. <laughs> you know. Um, system of a down. You're the system. <laughs> you 
Who are you battling now? You didn't like the Republicans? Well, fucking look at you fuckers. You're it. Like, what are you battling? You're not battling anything. You're not raging against anything. You're not downing shit. You are the system, you dickheads. Um, and it's through shit like this. And I know, like, I kind of feel like that last paragraph I didn't necessarily break down so well. But um, I think the ideas are there for sure uh, to make that case. But anyway, um, next time, protocol number 20. It's a long one. Uh, I might have to break it up into sections. Um, but I hope you like this nice little treat of getting a little bit of extra content and another protocol out of the way. Um, yeah. Until next time, be accountable, be responsible. Don't be a bitch-ass liberal.